So folks, there is something I've never noticed about baseball until I started hosting this show this year. Have people always talked about records and streaks by how many innings they've been going for versus how many games? Like, for example, this morning, MLB.com reports that the St. Louis Cardinals have extended their scoreless streak to 36 innings. Why not just say four games? Is it like a baby we're saying 208 weeks, 48 months, or four years all mean something insurmountably different, even though they're all actually the same thing? <laughs> I don't know. I guess. Or maybe it's just that I haven't noticed because I've never hosted a baseball show before. But, you know, that sounds just a tad too logical. Whatever the case, I am your host, Jeff Besselman. I am 385 months old, and this is the only sportscast on the net that doesn't really get why 36 innings is a different thing than four games. Here we go. This week is a story near and dear to the hearts of rounding third for, well, a variety of reasons. Major League Baseball hosted a promotion this season to honor some of the hardest working men and women who make your experiences at the ballpark as memorable as they are. I'm not talking about the ticket agents or the unfortunate souls who have to give you a pat down if you fail the metal detector screening because, let's face it, you tried to sneak a flask of Jameson into the game in the elephant pouch of your all-cotton Puma boxer briefs. No, I'm talking about the people who enable you to buy the peanuts and Cracker Jacks, which cause fans to not care if they ever get back. Hoo-hoo. Hashtag top MLB vendor set out to honor the greatest vendor in all the land of baseball, and it came down to two. Derek Moore, the lemonade vendor for the Arizona Diamondbacks, and the beer pirate from Pittsburgh, Rick Zaflinski. Now, obviously, I talk about my love of the Pirates a whole lot. So clearly, the beer pirate was a top contender. But here's where it gets tricky. The lemonade guy from Arizona not only works for the Diamondbacks, but also the University of Arizona Wildcats and graced the presence of college football games attended by my wife, the director, and my brother-in-law, the producer. And I mean, that loyalty goes deep. So deep, stay with me now, so deep that my wife actually expects me to root for Arizona when they're playing against schools that I never even went to. Go Blue Devils. But then, it takes a deeper turn. My beloved beer pirate has another nickname. The Mustache Man. Which was the name of the song sung by Cake. Which we really, really wanted to use as the theme song to this show. But unfortunately, being a startup, couldn't afford the royalties. Because um, apparently, 
cake from the 90s is just as cool as Kanye is today. That's kind of sad. How could we support that with his nickname reminding us of our acoustic disappointment? Fortunately for our sensitive feelings at Rounding Third, we didn't have to really make a decision about who to support as MLB fans did it for us. And you guessed it. No, you probably didn't. Derek Moore with his lemonade, lemonade like grandma made one. But good job to the beer pirate for coming in second place, just like the real pirates are now, behind St. Louis. And now, welcome to the MLB Financial Times newscast. Wait, that's not right. This is still rounding third. We're just doing a story about a baseball move that MLB did. So, Major League Baseball Advanced Media, MLBAM, not to be confused with NAMBLA, N-A-M-B-L-A, I'll let you look that one up, did make a quiet splash this week when it successfully gathered the rights from the National Hockey League to distribute and expand the NHL's live out-of-market games. This includes all online content, web and app-based content, as well as future developments. To put it into layman's terms, the guys who thought putting GoPro cameras on players' helmets have handed over the reins to the guys who thought StatCast wouldn't be annoying, for better or for worse, I suppose. While this doesn't exactly sound exciting, it's actually a pretty big deal. This move puts MLB Network in charge of developing and airing the shows that NHL Network would normally produce. It lets MLB Advanced Media distribute all of the content that the NHL and their former partner, New Lion, used to do, and gives Major League Baseball the rights to distribute NHL outmarket games that used to be reserved for NHL Game Center and NHL Center Ice. For baseball, it's going to be a great revenue stream. It conveys the strong ability and success that they have accomplished with its production of team websites, production of shows on MLB Network, and the quality of its online content and distribution. MLB.com and its team websites are a trove of information. I mean, like 90% of what we talk about here on Rounding Third comes from there. So that was all just put into our own words, you know, because if not, that would be like um, uh, plagiarism. Um, That's not to say that you should go to uh, MLB.com and check it out, because then you just might not want to listen to us and Can you really go a week without listening to me? So they've got statistics, social media, and fantasy content, and the NHL is looking for more cohesive and thorough platform for their teams, which MLB AM can deliver. Hell, it may even be possible to turn fantasy hockey into a legit thing. I mean, it's a legit thing right now, but, well, it's, uh, yeah, super boring. I made a team last year on Yahoo Sports, Never updated my roster once and won the league. That's right. Bessel Penguins 18 in the house. What's up? Here's what hockey fans have to most look forward to. The ability to simply and easily watch hockey at work. Let's be honest. That's what Major League Baseball Advanced Media has done for baseball. You can watch it on any browser, phone, tablet, It loads quickly. You can watch four views at once from your phone. There's hours and hours and hours of production to be lost here, folks. And that's our game. MLB.tv has no peers in the world of sports. So good job, Manfred. God.
It's infuriating how many things that new commissioner jerk has done well. Maybe in a few more years, they can convince the NFL to part away his direct TV and actually make football easy to watch at work, too. NFL, listen to him. Are you ready for some gridiron helmet-to-helmet violence? Well, you're in luck. Because not only is the NFL back this week, go Steelers, my one true love. But there's been some drop-down, throw-down Ronda Rousey on Floyd Mayweather barn-burning this week. In the first inning of the game, Royals pitcher Edison Volquez hit Jays third baseman Josh Donaldson. The umpire issued a warning to both teams. Volquez apparently went up to Donaldson after and asked, You good? And Donaldson told him, Yeah, I'm good. In Donaldson's next at-bat, Volquez threw a pitch inside, which Donaldson uh, didn't like, and glared at him angrily. Volquez then told Donaldson, Hey, that was a changeup. If I want to hit you, I'll hit you with a fastball. Later in the game, another pitcher threw a ball high enough that Donaldson had to pull his head back to avoid getting hit. He started huffing, puffing, and pointing to his head and said, That's twice, man. Eighth inning. Jays pitcher Aaron Sanchez hits Royals infielder Alcides Escobar, just barely grazing him on the leg. The home plate umpire storms out to the mound and ejects Sanchez, who was later suspended for three games. At this point, the bench is clear. The starting pitcher of the game, Edison Volquez, loses his mind, has to be restrained by other players on the Royals, lest he deck an ump. Now, nobody actually decked anyone in the confrontation itself. The decking didn't come until after the game. In a press conference later, Volquez recounted the incidents with Donaldson and said, he's a little baby. He was crying like a baby. He got mad at everybody like he's Barry Bonds. He's not Barry Bonds. He's got three years in the league. We've been around longer than he has. It's worth noting that some of this heated animosity is fueled by the fact that both Toronto and Kansas City dropped some big dollars at the trade deadline to beef up their rosters. And both teams will be fighting by the end, and not only for a spot in the playoffs, but likely fighting for home field advantage. On that note, let's move into our final segment of the night. Our producer David Robbins' favorite segment, which... Sadly, he's not able to record this week because he's not by a computer. So I'll try to put on my nerd hat and bring you things that aren't real with just as much imaginary enthusiasm as him. David A. Robbins here. The Vegas future odds have none other than the Kansas City Royals leading the ranks to win the 2015 World Series with odds at roughly four and a half to one. Odds actually don't include halves, but it's just easier to read that way. So gambling buffs, I apologize. The next hottest contenders, the Toronto Blue Jays. Funny, it's like we just talked about them. And the Los Angeles Dodgers are tied at a 7.5 to 1. Not to toot our own horn too much, but the Washington Nationals are just one spot out of ninth place in the odds. Told ya. While the unlikeliest of underdogs, the Houston Astros are the sole team in the fourth spot with their odds at 8 to 1. As for fantasy sports, is there anyone who you don't want on your team as we head towards the make-believe playoff season? San Francisco Giants outfielder Joe Panic has been dropped in 16.2% of all ESPN leagues this past week as he's been placed on the 15-day disabled list 
with an unspecified back injury. So, if you've got him, well, you might want to do something about it. Who might you replace him with? He's not an outfielder or even a batter, but Yankees pitcher Luis Severino has been picked up across 29.7 of all leagues this week after starting for the Yanks against the rival but dilapidated Boston Red Sox. Severino only gave up two hits and one run across five innings he pitched, and he even lost the game. But given that one run was a solo shot off the bat of Big Poppy himself, I think that's acceptable. Good job, buddy. A late-season fantasy contribution. Folks, that is it. We have come to another amazing episode of Rounding Third, something that was fun to record. It's recording on Monday night this week, but you know something? You just had to wait one more day to listen to my voice. It's totally okay. Playoffs are kind of just around the corner. What do we got? Seven weeks before the playoffs. Playoffs? Anybody know that reference? Anyways, everybody does. We're only a couple weeks away from the playoffs. Looking forward to the home stretch here to see if my buckos can catch the St. Louis Cardinals. To see if Toronto, where the Yanks or the Royals are going to pull out the number one seed in the American League. See if three teams will come out of the NL Central. Stick around. Over the next seven weeks, seven, eight weeks, we are going to cover that for you. My name's Jeff Besselman. You're not. I'm the host of Rounding Third. Good night. The Rounding Third podcast is brought to you by writer and producer David A. Robbins. Production in our New York studio is directed by Maggie Robbins Besselman. The contributing writer on this week's episode of Rounding Third was Clayton Lawson. The Rounding Third theme song is used with permission from John Ross. Follow us on Twitter at RTPod, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash roundingthirdpod, or email us at roundingthirdpod at gmail.com. The Rounding Third podcast is available in the iTunes store. See our Facebook page for links to subscribe. All materials published on the Rounding Third podcast are subject to copyright and all rights are reserved by the respective owners. Once again, ladies and gentlemen and baseball fanatics and non-fanatics alike, I am your host, Jeff Besselman. Thank you for joining me, and I look forward to filling your mind with more baseball facts in one-fourth of a month.